0: Howdy, this is Dave Hill and this is issue 51 of Dave Does the Comics. This is my monthly comic book review podcast recorded on June 9th, 2013. The mission of this podcast is for me to wax lyrical about a select number of comic books, graphic novels and trade paperbacks I've read over the last month. The titles I talk about should still be on the stands or in the recent back-issue bins, or even on Amazon. So hopefully this will give you a heads-up, based on my opinion, about some things you might want to try. I try to avoid spoilers, but a few might leak through, so my apologies. Many comics to cover since last time, so let's have at it. Marvel, to Judge by the number of selections here, I fear I'm turning into a pure Marvel fanboy. That's not altogether true, though, but DC has become so generally unpleasant to read, and rumor has it to work at, that the number of DC titles on my pull list continues to dwindle. Still, a decent number of third-party publishers I follow, too. Meanwhile, at Marvel, Avengers vs. X-Men, X-Men legacy trade paperback, Christos Gage writing, Rafa Sandoval and David Baldion on the art. Uh, I dropped out of a lot of the X titles, including Legacy in the past few years as they began to resume being soap operas as overwrought as anything Chris Claremont ever did in his later years. As a result, though, I missed this particular run during the AVX saga, focused on Rogue and her relationship with Ms Marvel. It's overall good, character building stuff, um well done. I liked it. Three stars. Captain America number 7, Rick Remender writing, John Romita Jr. on the pencils. Man, I have a really tough time with this run on this book. It has a look and feel like Jack Kirby on a depressing day. Wildly imaginative, but a dark and torturous road to run Cap down, wearing him away in another dimension across a decade, both physically and mentally. It's remarkable stuff, but I am ready for the storyline to be over with. Um, Three stars. I like it. Dark Avengers, number 190, Jeff Parker writing Neil Edwards pencils, the final hour. The Dark Avengers face their final battle in an alternate Marvel universe. Will they set things right? Will any of them make it home? And if so, what will they do next? It's a bit difficult to care because, honestly, there's not a lot about these characters to be enthused about or to be rooting for, save that this was, in fact, the final issue of the title. Two stars. It was okay. Okay. Immortal Iron Fist, Volume 2, The Seven Capital Cities of Heaven, Ed Brubaker and Matt Fraction writing, David Aha on the art, that is in fact how you pronounce that as far as I can tell from the internet. Collecting the 2007-2008 titles of uh, the issues of this title, Uh, Danny Rand gets sucked into a tournament in Kunlun against the immortal weapons of the other six capital cities of heaven. Uh, There's some lovely martial arts and world building here with some major plots, politics, and brouhaha starting in the background and moving to the foreground by the time all is done. A solid if somewhat busy story. Four stars. I liked it a lot. Journey into Mystery, Volume 4, The Manchester Gods Collection. Karen Gillan and J.M. DeMatteis writing, Richard Elson on the art. This slender volume collects just three issues of Journey into Mystery, plus a mighty Thor annual, but it's still terrific fun and a reminder of Gillan's excellent run on this title. In this case, new industrial gods are threatened to conquer the magical Otherworld of Britain. Uh, little lucky gets a covert mission from the Allmothers to help out Otherworld, but... He has a broader agenda, one that will cost him dearly. The Thor annual backup is enjoyable fluff featuring Galactus and the Silver Surfer. Uh, overall, though, four stars. I liked it a lot. New Avengers number six. Jonathan Hickman writing, Steve Epting on the pencils, A Blue Hell. A new planetary incursion happens in the skies of Latveria, which makes the plans of the Illuminati Avengers a tad more difficult especially since those plans are yet another step down a very dark path, which is a perfect opportunity, of course, to throw in yet another faction in this shadowy struggle. This story has This Won't End Well stamped on every page and makes for some very dark and troubling portrayals of the protagonists. Terrific job, Hickman. Four stars, I liked it a lot. Nova, number four, Jeff Loeb writing Ed McGuinness on the pencils, Betrayal. Sam Alexander continues to learn more about his new Nova powers and about his dad, but some of the things he's learning about the latter are not what he wants to hear. This is just a big fun book with a shadowy side to it. It's rated T+, but I think younger readers would enjoy it, both for the protagonist and for the art, which reminds me a lot of the light, late Mike Wieringo. Uh Four stars. I liked it a lot. Thor God of Thunder, number eight. Jason Aaron writing Isad Ribic on the art. God Bomb, part two. Big, broad, bloody, and epic, and the separate threads of the three Thors that Eren set up in the beginning arc are, in the end, joined here. Extremely cool. This is the best Thor, really, since Simonson was writing and drawing it. Um, I put down four stars, but you know what? I'm going to give it a five. Winter Soldier, number 19, Jason Latour writing, Nick Klein on the art. Another series wrapped up, which, honestly, it was ready to do. Uh, Not bad, just in need of something different and better, writing and art-wise. Two stars, it was okay. Wolverine and the X-Men, number 30, Jason Aaron writing, Ferry Laraz and Espin on the art. Hellfire Saga, Prelude. The Beast is looking for a cure for Brew, the mutant brood student of the Jean Grey School who's been injured and gone feral. To do so, he has to make a deal with the double, figuratively. Meanwhile, Quentin Quire is trying to figure out who the Hellfire Academy traitor is, and he finds out a lot more than he expected. For a title that started out so lighthearted, uh, Wolverine and the X-Men is turning into something quite a bit darker, but still quite good. Four stars. I liked it a lot. X-Men number one, Brian Wood writing, Oliver Coipel on the pencils, Primer part one. This is the famous all-women X-Men title that was so controversial when unveiled some months ago. In execution, there's nothing really startling or sinister about it, nor anything that sets it apart as anything more than a slightly above-average X title, uh, complete with a mostly brand-new Extinction Event-level villain. Um, we'll see. Three stars. I liked it. Young Avengers number five. Keith Gillen writing Jamie McElvey and Mike Norton on the art. The art of saving the world. Wrapping up the first arc in spectacular style, both with the art and with a great focus on Lil' Loki and Billy and a whole lot of parental authority issues. I really love this book. Five stars. Okay, moving over to the DC side of the house. There are a few things here, although a disturbing number of them are actually DC Vertigo versus sort of DC mainstream. We'll start with the Fairest Volume 1 collection, Wide Awake. DC Vertigo, Bill Willingham and Matthew Sturgis writing, Phil Jimenez on the pencils. Uh, the first collection of this Fables spin-off title... Uh, The main story here is a delightful mashup of Alibaba, Briar Rose of Sleeping Beauty, and The Snow Queen, which has plenty of kinks, sharp corners, and unexpected surprises in it, beautifully illustrated by Jimenez. Um, A backup tale, La Mia, by Matthew Sturgis, with Sean McManus on the art, shows that Sturgis can handle the twisted updates and add-ons to standard fairy tales that Willingham has managed for so long, and with his uh, same flair for the dramatic and the tragic. Uh, great stuff here four stars Um, I liked it a lot Saucer Country uh, volume one collection run from DC Vertigo Paul Cornell writing Ryan Kelly on the art this is the first collection of this short-lived title Arcadia Alvarado is the governor of of New Mexico a candidate for president and she may or may not have just had a close encounter of the third kind while out meeting with her alcoholic ex-husband Conspiracy theories, political dirty tricks, and weighing the cost and need to find the truth out there all mixed together in a delightfully warped fashion. Um, there's some really strong stuff here and a great example of Vertigo at its best, as well as how collections like this can work better than the individual issues do. Um, I'm giving this one five stars. It was fabu. Saucer Country, number 14, DC Vertigo. Paul Cornell writing, Ryan Kelly art. President's Day, collo- Conclusion. Uh, this is the final issue of the title for now. Um, as the election is held, conspiracies unravel, and Alvarado discovers whether her presidency, or whether her candidacy, will succeed, and if so, to whose benefit that will be. Again, great stuff, and I'm really sorry to see this title go. Four stars. I liked it a lot. Supergirl number 20. Michael Allen Nelson writing, Mahmud Asrar on the art. Home invasion. Uh, This particular arc in Supergirl has been a lot of fun because of the introduction of Power Girl, her Earth-2 counterpart, into the mix. That makes for some nice comedies of errors, as Supergirl's sanctuary can't decide who's who, and figures one of them has to be a clone and therefore has to be eradicated, which stands as the origin for a new old DC villain. Um, fun stuff. Three stars, I liked it. Sword and Sorcery, number eight. Christy Mark's writing, Aaron Lopresti on the pencils, eclipsed. Uh, This is the title finale, which is a shame, because I've been enjoying the rebooted Amethyst story, although the title at least brings it to a reasonable stopping point. Uh, Lopresti's art is clean and enjoyable, and Mark's had a feel for the character and the world she lived in that I felt worked quite well. Um, ah, well. Four stars, uh, I liked it a lot. Okay, looking at a few other publishers. PS 238, Volume 8, Collection, Saving Alternate Omaha, Do Gooder Press, Aaron Williams on the Art and Writing. This is the final collection to date of PS 238, uh, which was a real shame because the idea of kids going to school to deal with their powers is a great one, and seeing them out in the wild was even more fun. Uh, I'd love to see Williams continue the series. Uh, he is posting past comics page by page at his website. Um, four stars. I liked it a lot. Superior, trade paperback from Miller World. Mark Millar writing. Lainille Yu on the art. A Mark Miller written book that isn't dripping with cynicism, iconoclasm, anti-heroics, violence for the sake of, and a worldview that would drive a man to drink. Inconceivable. And yet, here it is in what can only be called the heartwarming tale of an MS-suffering school kid gifted with the powers of a comic book slash movie superhero. And what happens next? Even we're feeling a bit rushed, it's a fine story, nearly a fairy tale, with some nicely unexpected twists and turns and illust- well-illustrated to boot. Um, I'd let my tween read this book. Actually, she's a teen now. I'd let her read this book, which is not something I'd say about most Mark Millar comics. Uh, Well done. Four stars. I liked it a lot. Saga number 12 from Image, Brian K. Vaughn writing, Fiona Staples on the art. Uh, This issue focuses on Prince Robot IV, both a wartime flashback to when he nearly died and a present-day pursuit of the author who may have inspired Alana and Marco's blasphemous union. Uh, great stuff, is always. Beautifully rendered and weirdly and deeply thoughtful. Five stars. Um, I thought it was Fabu. Ten Grand, number two from Image. J. Michael Straczynski writing Ben Templesmith on the art. A mob enforcer's last job turns out to be against an evil sorcerer who sends his demonic minions to kill the killer and the killer's wife which gives Heaven an opportunity to offer the killer a job. Resurrection, doing good, and if he dies a righteous death, five minutes with his wife in Heaven, and then he gets resurrected to continue the good work and will continue to repeat the cycle until he, apparently, makes up for the evil he's done. Um, it's supernaturally good stuff, twisted and cynical and dark and engrossing, and I very much want to read the next issue. Uh, four stars. I liked it a lot. Okay, time for some quickie reviews. Don't blink or you'll miss them. Two-star reviews. These were okay. Uh, Birds of Prey number 20 from DC, FF number 7 from Marvel, Justice League America number 4 from DC, Justice League Dark number 20 from DC. Uh, These titles are on the the cusp as far as I'm concerned to uh, drop my pulls of them. Three stars. I liked them. Um, but I can't guarantee that you will So, The Activity, number 13 from Image Archer and Armstrong, number 10 from Valiant Avengers, The Enemy Within, number 1 from Marvel Batgirl, number 20 from DC Cable and the X-Force, number 9 from Marvel Earth 2, number 13 from DC ferrist number 16 from DC Vertigo Fearless Defenders, number 5 from Marvel Indestructible Hulk, number 8 from Marvel Invincible Universe, number 3 from Image Iron Man, number 11 from Marvel Journey into Mystery, number 652 from Marvel Justice League number 20 from DC, Red She-Hulk number 66 from Marvel, Secret Service number 6 from Icon, Marvel, Shadow uh, Shadow Year One number 3 from Dynamite, Ultimates number 25 from Marvel, Ultron number 1 AU, a one-shot from Marvel, Wonder Woman number 20 from DC, and X-Factor number 257 from Marvel. Four stars, I liked these a lot And I think most people would like them too I think they're worth picking up at least an issue If you haven't read them before Age of Ultron, number 9 from Marvel Uh, More chit-chat about this title next month Avengers, number 13 from Marvel Avenging Spider-Man, number 21 from Marvel Daredevil, number 26 from Marvel Fury Max, number 12 from Marvel Powers Bureau, number 4 from Icon Which is also a Marvel imprint Rachel Rising, number 17 from Abstract Red Team Number Three from Dynamite, Superior Spider-Man Number Eleven from Marvel, Thanos Rising Number Three from Marvel, uh, no relation to Rachel presumably, Thief of Thieves Number Fourteen from Image, and Uncanny uh, blah, blah, blah. Uncanny Avengers Number Eight from Marvel, Uncanny X-Men Number Six from Marvel, Wolverine Number Three from Marvel, and Wolverine in the X-Men Volume One Collection from Marvel. And finally, some named reviews. And we'll start with the best cover of the last month, in my opinion. All-new X-Men number 12 from Marvel. Brian Bendis writing. Stuart Immonen on the pencils. Imanin, Von Gralbadger, and Gracia on the cover. The Uncanny Avengers come to visit the X-Men, in particular to learn more about why the time-displaced young original X-Men seem to have been involved in some major crimes. A centerpiece of the story is the young Scott Summers, Cyclops, meeting his brother Alex Havoc, for the first time since Scott was a child. It's a weird combination of role reversal in age and stature, and family ties, and it's really very well done. Even without considering the side plots of who's really behind those major robberies, and the young Jean Grey learning all about the Scarlet Witch's role in the destruction of the mutant race. I chose this cover because of the very dynamic, once you get beyond all the trade dress, uh, conflict for cover purposes between Psyche and Havoc, whose powers cannot actually affect each other. Uh, It's a lovely cover by Eminen, et al., even if I find the current Havoc uniform to be just awful. Um, Four stars overall of the book. I liked it a lot. Best collection I read over this last month. Um, There were some decent contenders for this title, but I'm going to give this to Fables, volume 18 collection, Cubs in Toyland from DC Vertigo. Bill Willingham writing, Mark Buckingham on the pencils. This was one of the darker yet fully mythic arcs in this decade-old title as Therese Wolfe becomes Queen of Toyland, an u- unexpectedly dark and desperate fate that will require terrible sacrifice and redemption before it's over. A backup tale of Mixed and Matched to Destinies by Willingham and Jean Ha on the art is darned entertaining as well. I give this one five stars. Uh, just amazing stuff here. Um, hard to believe with a title that's been going on now for ten years um, that Willingham is still uh, pushing out stuff that's uh, so really fabulous to read. The best comic I read over this last month, um, also some tough contenders here, but I'm going to give it to Avengers Arena, number 10 for Marvel. Dennis Hopeless writing, Ricardo Bertielli on the art. Um, I still hate this title, in part because of the concept, the the grand battle to the death between a bunch of young superheroes, and in part because the execution, so to speak, is so good that I'm sure it's going to lead to literal hackery on others' part trying to imitate it. This issue features another death. But like all the others we've seen, it's meaningful and tragic and awful and moving. I don't know if this title is death porn or simply grand tragedy on a Shakespearean level, but I can't stop reading it, damn it. Five stars. Uh, It was amazing. Okay, uh, quick summary recap of the best of the best. Uh, four stars Age of Ultron number nine, All New X Men number 12, Avengers number 13, Avenging Spider Man number 21, Daredevil number 26, Ferris volume one collection, Fury Max number 12, Immortal Iron Fist volume two collection, Journey to Mystery volume four collection, New Avengers number six, Nova number four, Powers Bureau number four, PS238 volume eight collection. Rachel Rising, number 17, Red Team, number 3, Saucer Country, number 14, Superior Collection, Superior Spider-Man, number 11, Sword and Sorcery, number 8, Ten Grand, number 2, Thanos Rising, number 3, Thief of Thieves, number 14, Thor, God of Thunder, number 8, Uncanny Avengers, number 8, Uncanny X-Men, number 6, Wolverine, number 3, Wolverine in the X-Men Volume 1 Collection, and Wolverine in the X-Men, number 30. Five-star stuff, faboo. Avengers Arena number 10, Fables volume 8 collection, um, Saga number 12, Saucer Country volume 1 collection, and Young Avengers number 5. And that, as they say, is that. The next episode of this podcast should be the weekend of July 6th. Thank you for listening to this podcast. On my homepage, which you can find through the wonders of looking up Dave Does the Comics on Google, you can see all the lovely covers for all these lovely comic books and leave comments on the podcast. I can be reached there or tweeted at three underscore star underscore Dave. You can also find my trade paperback and graphic novel reviews at goodreads.com, the Dave Hill in Englewood, Colorado. I welcome your feedback, especially your suggestions for books I should try. I hope you've enjoyed this 20 minutes out of your life. Thank you once again. And as Stanley is so fond of saying, Excelsior! <laughs>